welcome to Cavalier Central, bringing you everything you need to know about the wine and gold. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Cavalier Central. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Daily Thunder, Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A. R-Y-S-E dot com. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Justin Matcham. Today's episode is going to be an extra, 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 extra special episode. We have not only Dan, not only Amadou, but also Zach Weiss in the recording, the first ever four-person Cavalier Central recording. I'm just going to go down the line. Zach, how's your night going? My night's been good. You know, I caught Russell Westbrook going crazy on Indiana. I thought they had no chance without Beal. I was yelling at my TV for Westbrook to dominate. And what does he do? He dominates. The day was great. And I've been looking forward to this since we set it up, man. So uh, I'm happy to be part of this foursome. So so what did Russell do tonight? He had – so he tied Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in NBA history, 181. I believe he had 33 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. Guided them to a win in overtime despite Bradley Beal, who had scored 50 in regulation, being out with bad cramps. So, I mean, and he blocked Karis LeVert's last second three. It was incredible, man. I am so happy for him. The West Brick crowd is dead silent. Well, I'm recording from my car here in Memphis, so if there's any background noise, I do apologize for that. Uh, I've been not been watching any NBA this afternoon, this evening. Uh, I was watching a high school basketball showcase of the incoming freshmen, uh, Paulo, Chet Holmgren, Michael Foster, all those fun guys, Paul Vincero. I was blanking on his last name for a moment, but um, we'll keep going down the line. We'll keep going down the line. Dan, how are you this evening? Solid. I was just going to say, yeah, so really uh, Russ did the that one like halves song that they have like on those commercial breaks where it says like dominate 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 yeah we haven't heard that in a while but um yeah all all has been good fantastic amadou the flu podcast he just got his covid shot he's not feeling the best but he's here amadou you hanging in there man yep I, i couldn't miss this one man you know um it was going good until a couple hours ago uh stuff kind of went you know completely 180 but it's my flu game I'm here, 
and I'm, I'm ready to talk hoops. Well, we got the the uh, virtual towel for you, so <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, whatever, you, quick whatever you need it. Yep. Amadou, did I uh, did so you know when MJ, you know, he, he mm-hmm. had four guys deliver a pizza. Did you have four people kind of around you making sure that this was happening? Hmm. I mean, I have my siblings upstairs. They they could count as a four people. Uh, but of course, I don't have four people exactly around me now. No, All right, no. good. So then we're, we're good. We're good. It's not like this sketchy where you had mm-hmm. the extra people trying to take you away from us for tonight. Didn't yep. work. No conspiracy theories here, man. We're we're, we're moving. <laughs> we're moving. Well, I'm gonna do. You you decided to have a flu game, and you know I'm, I'm glad you were able to make it uh, because we got the most exciting Cavs game of the season to talk about. The Cavaliers lost 110 to 90 against the Mavericks, and it was exciting. Damian Dotson shot 0 for 6. Um, we saw more Anderson Verjao basketball. Isaac Okoro Dan- played a good Daniel, game. We had that. Daniel Arsham heard our comments. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. We were talking on the last one about. Um, well, it was actually it was Delhi, not Damian. But um, he, well, they, they, they he could should both. have they could have that as, as a collab. So he should have some new inspiration now. Um, and you could absolutely make that a collaboration. Of a, we were talking exactly on the last episode about graphic T-shirts and uh, things you could do. And we decided on like a side view of like Delhi bricking a three. Oh, whoa! Wait, why are you telling me this, man? I could just hang up, man. No, <laughs> no. Hey, look. At the end of the day, Delhi did make four threes. He doesn't have a good shot. But here's this, though. If we're talking bricks, Delhi never bricks. Delhi like gets the bottom of the rim. Damian Dotson is either like you could just call him. You know, we have the Human Torch. Uh, shout out, Fantastic Four. You know, here we are. Actually, the real Fantastic Four, updated version. Uh, Damian Dodson shoots more bricks than shots he makes. And while I do like his form, he is the king of the brick. So, the king of the brick top. Forget about black top. We're playing on the brick top, where every time he misses a shot, we get a new layer installed on the court. Because he's bricking so much. That's it. The, the king of the brick top. There we go. Damian Dodson. It's going to be a picture of him uh, just, just looking dejected while shooting another brick. And it's going to be like one of those NBA paint type texts. Where he's just muttering something, and that—that's my submission. I can't go Delhi bricking. Nah, man. I, I was wearing my eight eight Nova Dilla Delavadova yesterday from Redbubble, but I'm not, not sure about him bricking. I don't know if that's possible. You know, that's fair. He's—he's he's just king of the clank. All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll live with that because at least it sounds cool, and it means that it hits the rim. So you it's know, it's like back in the day, like when you'd be like at like recess when we were in like second grade, like you play like King of the Hill on a snowbound. Delhi is king of the clank. That's actually really good. So thanks for that, Zach. Good. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Absolutely. This is, this is an innovative podcast. We're brewing up new ideas all the time. But uh, Amadou, what do you take away from this game? You know, what 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 is? Give us some general thoughts on on what happened here, and you know, are there takeaways from games at this point in the season? I have no idea what to take away from from games at this point in the season. I thought the Cavs. Maybe through the first quarter, it seemed like, you know, they kind of hung in there, but you're playing a playoff team. Everything kind of went downhill pretty fast. Colin Saxon is somewhat our only, you know, playable shot creator at this point in the season with Garland out. Torian Prince, we know he had a season ending injury, so it's going to be tough for the offense to stay afloat or to be great during times like that. I'm not sure. You know, I really do hope the Cavs can finish strong um, heading into the play-in that they won't be participating in, unfortunately, but 
been it's been a tough you know last week or so for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It has certainly been a tough last week and a half or two weeks or however long it's been at however this point. However long it's been, exactly. Uh, three weeks. Uh, we don't know. But, um, Dan, I think Isaac continues to play well. I think he's finishing the season strong. Uh, in this game, had 15 points, five rebounds, uh, efficient shooting, both from the field and from three. Uh, you know, continuing to look strong on his drives. And, you know, I think continuing to learn how to finish under control and just – you know, score around the basket. I think he's looking a little bit more confident with the handle. And then, obviously, Sexton uh, got to the line shot, 11 free throws, finished with 27 points, shot 50% from the field. Uh, did go 0 for 2 from 3, but overall, you know, an effective night from him on a night where, you know, he is relied on for almost all of the offense. Um, you know, I, I think those are two clear takeaways that are positives. Do you have any others? Uh let me think. Um, not, not really. Um, I guess I was a little disappointed. I don't think there were any, uh, at least in the stream that I was watching. I don't think there were any AC. Let's get it, cut it to ten at all. That that was that kind of stood out to me. I thought we were going to get one of those. At this point, even AC knows we're not going to cut it to ten, but. Um... Zach, I know that you were not even able to finish this game. Yes. Uh, the first game, I believe, all season that you were not able to finish. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, it's the first time ahead. I didn't make well, it. What happened? Yeah. So, all right. I, well, they were down. I had plans to watch a movie. The, the name of the movie is not important. It's not a sport movie in any way. We don't need to name drop the movie. But I, I figure, you know, uh, I'd start about 40 minutes before the game, which I did. Then I'd watch through halftime and then watch the rest. The movie was, uh, it was two hours the game, the Cavs were down 28 in the third. They weren't making any progress. The offense was stagnant. No disrespect to anybody on the team because Jared Allen was trying and Dean Wade uh, was trying. They, they couldn't make a shot in the first half, first off. So, I mean, whatever. Trey Burke just out here pulling from 50 feet saying, you know what? We need to win. The Cavs want to pick. Let's just make it easy for everybody. Trey Burke, it just it wasn't fun. Like, normally there's some kind of fun. Like, in the other blowouts, that gets fine. The Phoenix game might be a game of the year nominee, even with the loss. Just be, I mean, we're taking, we're just looking at four cores, not looking at overtime. Isaac had 32. He was great. Obviously, he's not going to score 32 again this year. If he does, you know, I'll uh, whatever. I'll I'll pay up. But you need a shoe. I'll not quite. I, I think you know maybe I'll put some salt on a shoe and then I'll leave it out and maybe someone else will get fooled into eating the shoe. I sh- I don't know where I'm going with that, but it's just it wasn't it wasn't fun, you know. Garland was out, Delhi was out, Broderick's not playing much for some reason. Lamar still has his concussion. Broderick got in this game though. He got his twenty. He got his twenty five minutes. I feel like Mo. He was not. I, I don't. I feel like they don't give him enough touch. All right, when I was watching, he was at about what nine ten minutes, but still they like Dotson more. And I just know that Jetty's going to make a few mistakes in addition to his good plays. There was nothing to get excited about. I knew Dallas wants to anger LeBron and the Lakers even more by just winning and screwing them over. And I'm, I'm actually very intrigued at L.A. potentially losing to Phoenix tomorrow and moving even farther down and having to get to the play-in. So one guy who played for the Cavs this year will be in the play-in, Mr. Andre Drummond, that no one seems to fancy anymore. But it, was just, it wasn't fun last night, man. They were down big. They were playing no semblance of tight defense. They were like, Josh Richardson get these easy putbacks, and that's when you know it's just not 
have. It was also an 8.30 start. Like, a 7 o'clock start, fine. But an 8.30 start, you know, it's just there's a lot of factors. It gets it late. It gets late. Yeah, and it, it just wasn't worth it, man. Sorry, Cav. Still love you, but last night was tough. Well, Amadou, I would argue that there was something to watch for down the end. And I believe that this was the first time that you finally got to see Anderson Verjo back in a Cavs uniform. I know you missed it last time. Yes. What were your impressions on the first time watching Anderson Verjo play basketball um, in however long? Well, like we said last po- or like you said last podcast, um, he does look 38 years old. Um, it's just defensively, what do you expect? Offensively, what do you expect? I'm just glad they were able to have a, um, a you know, a little, a little twinkle, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, in a season that went south really fast. Uh, I know he did pick up, I think, two personal fouls there at the end. I mean, it's 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 a retirement tour, so uh, not really much to dissect. But I, nonetheless, I'm happy that he's he's playing for us once again and ending his career off on a high note, or not even a high note, but a, a positive note on that. Zach, overall, what have you thought of the Anderson Verjo uh, signing and just what we've seen from him on the court overall? So yeah, I only saw him in his first game, and I loved what I saw. He was getting rebounds. I know he had missed his initial shot attempts, but he cleared space. To get it, I like it, man. You know, I don't recognize him in the traveling photos because he has his hair up, and I've never seen that, and I swear that's not really him, and that's just someone else posing. Like when the Cavs tweeted their their four-picture outfit montage on Twitter, I had no idea who the first guy was until I zoomed in. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm so glad he's back. I, I've always loved Anderson Verichow. You know, it was obviously we couldn't root for him when he was in Golden State, just politics. It's a real thing, though. We, we couldn't. Happy that he's back. You know, he deserves a proper send-off. So many guys like that have these great careers on one side, then they just kind of bottom out elsewhere, then they're quickly out of the league. So I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he gets a real send-off. I mean, I guess there's really no chance he comes back in a playing role next year because, you know, there's already debate about if Delhi's even going to do that. But good for him, man. You know, he's back. He's able to get some run. I do, though, in the final week, I mean, we know we get in Hartenstein. Why don't we just... Uh, why don't we give him 20, 25 minutes and give him, I think the last game he should, he should start. The last home game, I think he should start, even if he only plays a few minutes, so we can get a real starting lineup intro um, from, from Ahmad one last time. I know he's gotten a lot of them over the years, but I, I like it. You know, I don't know what, it, what he's doing because we're not going to know his impact until next year on what happens now. But, man, it's great to see Wild Thing back. And it was great to see Larry wearing the wig on the bench. That was pretty exciting. That was a fun moment. Um, you had brought up Andre Drummond a little bit earlier, Zach, and it just made me kind of think, uh, Dan, at the time that we lost Andre Drummond and by the about the time that he signed with the Lakers, uh, we said we would kind of do a follow-up. Uh, I was a little bit higher on the move than you were. I thought he would actually make a difference uh, in L.A. I thought that he would be a very positive impact player. I thought, well, when I thought he'd be playing with you know better players, and I thought maybe he'd get some easier looks that he'd be able to finish around the rim. Uh, that has not been the case, and we are not seeing too much good basketball from Andre Drummond right now. And I just have to ask, what have, what have been your thoughts on the the Andre Drummond in L.A. Uh, experiment that we've seen up to this point? Well, um, not to knock Andre Drummond, but it's gone pretty much as I thought it would. Uh, just I'm sorry, he's just not a fit. Um, 
And offensively, I, I don't really know what at all was the plan there. And whenever there's a plan, so to speak, with Andre Drummond, it's it quickly goes by the wayside. Uh, just not looking good. I, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to completely diminish the guy. He's he's finished like night and day better than he did here, as he should, quite frankly. But um, I again, wouldn't even say just, it's been night and day. It's been better, but he's oh, still struggling quite a bit. It's it's been better, but the point is, it, it's are we ever going to see Andre Drummond affect winning? against like in the scale where actually playoffs are really what you're looking at. I don't think so. And I just don't know how you play him. Uh, I, I just, he's not a guy again that can just kind of play a role. I've always thought that. And I, I just think it's kind of been exactly what I thought it would be. Hey, quick ad here. Actually a question, Dan, uh, for you. If Andre Drummond never came to Cleveland and Detroit did something else, do you think that we would view him differently right now, having not experienced it firsthand? And that if he was doing this now, we might be more surprised that he's not playing well? Because we didn't have our eyes kind of locked in on what he was doing? Well, I don't know. I just thought when he was in Detroit, um, especially the last few years, uh, it was just clear as day that the guy is – He's going to get his raw, like, traditional numbers, what have you. Um, but what does he want? How many playoff wins does he have? Does he have any? No. He got the I don't one, think he, he has got any. In, I think he got in t- only once. I think he only got in. I think in, twice. Was it? Oh, I'll miss it. Yeah, swept by us and swept by the Bucs. Yep, got swept right. Both, both of those times, I mean, it was, I'm not going to completely knock him They could have beaten the Cavs in a game, though, to be honest, to be fair they, to us. They definitely could have, yeah. Uh, when Kyrie said, like, bye-bye or whatever. Um, but, yeah, he's just a guy that has just swallowed the ball. He always has swallowed the ball and just has one of the ugliest shots I've ever seen in my life. Like, just... Awful. Like, Does he even have zero, a shot? Just, Does he have a real shot? Like, it, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And he thinks he has a handle. I will never understand how. Like, whenever I would see him live, it, it's just mind boggling. Like, you see the coaches at times if you're around there, you just see them just roll their eyes. Like, I, I, I don't know what he thinks he is, but the guy, quite frankly, is a minimum player. Hey, he should be a minimum player. He won't be, yeah. but he should be. And here's what we do, like, Justin. Talk about uh, self-awareness. He is the – I'm going to use the, the token word again. He is the antithesis of self-awareness. <laughs> he is the hey. opposite. Hey, here's what we do, Justin and I Dan just I just can't stand watching Andre Drummond uh, play basketball. I'm with that. Here's, here's the solution. I, none of us are too old to have seen SpongeBob, right? Can, can I get an amen oh, of here? Of course, we've all seen okay. SpongeBob. Of course, of course. Yes, none of us. We all remember the episode about fine dining. You know, they turned the Krusty Krab into a fancy uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh when, yeah. When yep, they had Patrick schooling on Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs is, is creating a mess. He was the he was the chef on the SS Gourmet. Patrick's on hats. Anyway, this does, this is relevant. <laughs> In order to become a good waiter, oh, go. SpongeBob has to clear his mind of everything except fine dining and breathing. Now. If Andre Drummond could clear, clear his head of everything except being a traditional center and breathing, 
right? Forget about Joel Embiid, who clearly takes up 80% of those thoughts. We're going to see Joel Embiid's name in flames all over his mind. And he's, he's going to be gone, and all that's going to be done with. And if he can seriously do that, I can see him being a 15-15 guy that makes a difference. Because in all honesty, guys, I've watched maybe five of his Laker games. When he plays next to Anthony Davis, he looks lost. He wants to get a touch. Davis ain't giving him the ball, so he sets a screen. At least he sets the screen. He's not getting any rebounds. He's not trying. His only skill is winning jump balls. That's it. I'm sorry. He gets his numbers. I made the mistake of taking him 20th overall in fantasy. My team's about to bow out, probably because I didn't have another star on my team uh, in the semis this week. But it, it's been really bad in L.A. Cleveland, whatever, he got some touches. They clearly don't value him enough to give him the ball. And when he's not getting his touches, he's not doing anything. He's not getting other people's putbacks. He only gets his own. And I'm very worried that we're, that he's gonna he's probably going to get a one-year deal next year. It's going to be from a mediocre team that needs size because they're just looking at his frame. And he's one step away from being Jimmer Fredette's biggest lob threat with the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> um, it was, it's funny, even with, with Lakers fans, and you see it a lot on Twitter, um, Laker fans were pretty fed up with Marcus Gasol at a certain point. And it's gotten so bad with Andre Drummond to where they're basically like begging for Marcus Gasol to play again and play more and even start over Andre Drummond. And, and to be he fair, you know, Mark, Marcus picked up his play again in, in some limited minutes. But um, I mean, what have you thought of, of Drummond in L.A.? And this, is this kind of what you expected or did you expect more from him? Um, I won't lie to you. This is exactly what I expected. I feel like Andre Drummond is a player that he is. You know, he's not a guy who really impacts winning. So um, the talk about LeBron's going to fix him, he's going to be playing alongside, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis instead of, you know, guys like, you know, Jetty Osmond and Kevin Lovin. All, all this talk, I, I never thought that really mattered because throughout his whole career, like we just talked about, winning has never been in his DNA, frankly. I mean, the guy has never won a playoff game, you know, despite playing in eight games total. Um He's never had effective basketball. We've seen it in Cleveland. We've seen it in Detroit. And we're seeing it now. Um, like Zach just said, and like Dan just said, I mean, playing alongside Anthony Davis has not worked. And that, honestly, doesn't bring me to a question. Bring me to a thought of what are the Lakers going to do in the playoffs? You know, say they face like the Utah Jazz in the first round. I, I would think that the move by Frank Vogel would be to probably start AD at the five, just maximize spacing because we know Rudy Gobert, you know, guarding or defending in space just just isn't the best. I mean, we've seen him get run off the court against the the Rockets before and such like that. I feel like that's the strategy. But talking about what Andre Drummond needs to do to fix himself, I think Zach is on the right track. He needs, I think he needs a reality check. And honestly, we've seen, you know, that work wonders for a guy like Dwight Howard. We know Andre Drummond, he he doesn't take too fond of trying to come off the bench. That's why I don't think he's he's doing so in LA. That's why um, the Cavs asked him to do so. He declined. I think that's just what's going to have to happen. He's going to need to go to a team where he doesn't get the offer that he's expecting in free agency, and that team's going to have to bring him off the bench and just let him know, like, you're not the player that you make yourself out to be. I mean, Andre Drummond, I think, you know, is, he thinks of himself much, much, much more highly than, you know, the rest of the league does. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how this season ends up. Um, the playoffs will be really, really interesting to me. I want to see what his role will be in that aspect. You know what you should do? Honestly. What should they do, Dan? He should go to Miami this next season on a one-year deal, on a minimum deal, show that he's willing to buy into winning, 
Come He'd off be the coming bench. off the bench. Miami won't be Gibbs. winning though. Miami's gonna win. What's Miami gonna win next year? I, I don't know. They're not even winning now. Go, go to their a, a culture like that. He he does. He lives there in the off season, does he not? He was there in quarantine. Um, he can do his music stuff down there. Seems like that's a good spot for him. Come off the bench behind Bam. Give him sixteen minutes of relief a game. Show that you're actually bought into maybe buying into like a team that can win. I'm not. I don't know what exactly they'd be winning, but they're. They're not an easy. That's be not a, a team, team. I, I'd be wanting to play. And it, he has, seems to have like connections off the floor down there. Go there, show. It'd be like it'd be like a reboot for him, so to speak, from a PR standpoint. I don't think he'll ever do it. I don't see Andre Drummond ever agreeing to that. But to me, that's how he resurrects his career. As as Amadou said, he needs to turn like Dwight Howard because we remember Dwight Howard like five years ago was. I don't know, like, like I don't know what exactly was going on with him. Like, where, where what was he on, like the Hawks or whatever? The he just Hawks, kind of like the, the, year, it was the Wizards, even. The Wizards. It was Wizards kind of like games. a, it was like a dog and pony show nine with him. Games. I mean, he yeah. was, he was like, bar, what, what did those people do in the eighteen hundreds, like barnstorming, like those zoos or whatever? That was what he did. <laughs> yeah, they so didn't like him. That's what Andre Drummond is very close to doing. So. Like he, he, like there, he need like I don't know who needs to tell him. His agent obviously isn't going to do it. LeBron James, but if LeBron, okay, if LeBron can't do that, and he clearly hasn't been able to, they haven't who played the hell together can? much though. Like who can? LeBron's kind of a diva these days, though. He's I feel like he's less. Yeah, about but you can talk to him off. off the floor. That's though. true. I mean, you're playing with him. Uh, there's got to be something personality wise with Drummond too, like. It, like guys just cannot cannot reach him. I don't know what his deal is. Hey, question, real quick though: Have we seen? Obviously, my my personal favorite pastime, guys, and seriously, I'm always going to stand by this. It's my favorite thing, not just Pat. My favorite thing on Instagram: Andre Drummond post ups. Oh, I was say. Okay. <laughs> no, Andre Drummond doing pull ups might be cool to watch though, because he doesn't even have to jump. Um, my favorite thing is going on Instagram and checking any random NBA player and seeing what teammates or other players come. And I love seeing the dynamic between other players because what happens in Instagram comments, actually, I think means a lot to who's tight, who's cool, whether it's on your team. Like I saw Alex Len commenting on Westbrook's post the other day and it was like the top comment, like, Hey, that's really cool. They have only been teammates like two months. Do you see any social media activity where Drummond's interacting with any current Lakers? Have you seen anything on Twitter or Instagram? Any of you? He has a lot of butterflies. I have. A you lot have of butterflies. I have not. No. You have not. Yeah, he does have a lot of butterflies. I don't know what that means. See, is that why he wears that arm compression? So we don't, we don't want to see his arms till they're finished yet. Or, uh, <laughs> but no, like, do you, do you, like, if you don't see that, I feel like that's an issue. I don't know. I I do know that he likes social media, and especially as someone that does music. I know he's active. He's got a decent following. I know on Instagram he gets a lot of hits. So I just I wonder where that is. Because I mean, not that the Lakers are kind of socially like an awkward group. I can't see Kuzma hanging out with any of these guys, to be honest. Or like Harold and LeBron ain't gonna hang out. But like, if they're not commenting, like that's where you bond, right? Playoffs are coming up. You're gonna be less on your phones. But as the season winds down and you're looking through Instagram, you see your teammates post. I don't know. I just I feel like it's also a weird group. Like I think Lakers have a weird roster mesh of people. I don't know if Gasol gets along with these people or what Caruso feels because they lost so many of the locker room guys from last year. I know you still have LeBron and AD. Guys, Dudley, Alex too. Caruso. I think. Oh, okay, that's fair. But other guys, like he's like 
this is like LeBron's like new age deli. Like I can tell. Oh my god, deli, deli! If he shaved his head and had a too big like that, that's his. They they love Alex Caruso. You can oh. just tell. They love anyone else though, because they get they send Wes Matthews death I threats. Think, which is I off. think Ben McLemore. Like what does Ben McLemore fit in the social social? Oh, I, that, I have no, what I has have Ben no McLemore done since that one game? I haven't heard anything. Nothing, from man. Like I do how's like. Ben like he still shoots. Still in the. How is he still in the league? Because he made like what 183s with Houston each of the last two. He, yeah, he had a little comeback with Houston. He struggled he really with LA, good. but he he was an okay shooter for Houston. And I mean, I think. With Ben Mclemore, honestly, I feel like if he got year. on the floor with LeBron and he got like open looks that LeBron generates, Ben Mclemore could be a decent player again for this. Yeah, team. I guess he's a corner spacer. Yeah, that's fair. He went through a lot. I read a great piece on him a couple of years ago. I think he had a death of might have been one of his siblings or someone close in his family, and he kind of really looked at himself and, and wanted to see what was he really doing. And then when he got the opportunity to go back to the Kings, it didn't work out. I know he had really bad depression too. And then when he got to the Rockets, he knew he'd get an opportunity. And then I'm happy for him. But it's just – Oh, yeah. That's that's very nice. Yeah, the, right. the social angle I just think is really weird. I, look, you don't really look at these things. But, like, it's such a weird team. Like, LeBron wouldn't play with more than half these guys in a normal season, I feel like. Like, I, I, don't, they gotta, I don't know if they're going to do some roster retooling or what. Like, they could still win the West because anything can happen. They could also lose in the plane and be done. But it's just such a weird team. I think that's going to affect them in the play. I think they miss Rondo, McGee, Howard, Danny, Quinn. Those are the guys that held them together. And I know, I'm sure that Jared Dudley not being able to play at all and not being oh, able to be active is hurting. Sure. It does matter because yeah. he's, he's like that. He's not a clown. I think he. I think he's a funny guy. I'm not like that. I'm just. Oh, I think he can play. Yeah. In that kind of, in that kind of situation, he's a he's he's a defender, really. Yeah, like he but, defends fours and honestly, he can defend, fives. He can well. defend fives, all right. Yeah, he, and Ben Simmons in thirteen to fourteen minutes a game, like in the playoffs, he's a vi- like a key player. Uh-huh. He was with all the Suns teams. He has he has the best leadership of anyone not named LeBron on that team, no matter who you look at. Even maybe even better oh, than Gasol. Sure. And you know, you know, guys are not really like buying into those kind of situations when the guy is not actually playing. Like, they won't say it publicly, but it definitely makes a difference. I, I know exactly what you're saying. But he's also hurt, so I don't think he's going to play oh, again I know. this year. I'm just but saying, yeah, I like, know, for sure. Those little yeah. things, yeah, definitely do matter for them in this situation, given how limited they are in terms of, like, fit. Yeah. And Wesley Matthews has, has really been, I don't know, just that very is, streaky. And yeah. So... Yeah. I think he's been washed a few years now, going back to before he even got to Milwaukee. And I hate to say it, like, he was... He never. He did not earn that contract in Dallas. He was not good on the Pacers two years ago. He's a big reason why they got swept in the first round. And, you know, it's just it's whatever. I'm happy. I guess he's still in the league because I remember him from Portland. But uh, anyway, well, just like in in theory, he's such a key three and D guy. But it's just it's been so long where it's actually played out. Four years, I'd say. You know, he was getting minutes ahead of oh, yeah, way too sure. many players more deserving. But by the way, this is all relevant because we started with Drummond, and Drummond came from the Cavs, and the Lakers were the L.A. Cavs last year, and now they got well, here's Alfonso. how we're going to wrap this up. Here's how we're going to wrap this up. Do you know who the Lakers need? Dun, dun, dun. Dion Waiters. That'll solve <laughs> their problems. Yeah, they need I Dion agree. back. I agree. They also lost okay. Jr. too. I forgot. They also lost they, Jr. They, like, need, that's, they need a shot creator for sure. That's the difference maker. Might right as well bring back Quinn Cook. I don't. I don't see why not. 
Oh, uh, for sure. Are they? Yeah, they Thank should. Goodness. I mean, Quinn Cook tweeted today that he could help mm-hmm. them after yeah. Isaiah did. They should bring in Isaiah, honestly. I mean, him and LeBron mend the fence. Isaiah oh, scores God, 40. No. no, Isaiah should have gotten more than <laughs> no. three games in the league this year. I think it's no, kind of shouldn't. BS. Yes, no, he, he should. No, he should Top, top of the top. No, Man. he should not. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. Yes, he should. Okay. We're going to get back Isaiah on the Thomas for a little is bit. listed at 5'9". You know, wrap up your what Isaiah is, Thomas is, talk. All right. What is Isaiah Thomas really... Really? Isaiah Thomas is a little man that can make big shots. He looks like shots. he's five six and a half. Okay, he's five six and a half, which is our height when we're not. Like, You're typing asking big... that guy to play playoff minutes. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, no. wait, no. Dan, Dan. Other than Justin, who's no. like seven five, standing over any of us in person. Oh, um, I know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, this no. This guy no. also is really thin. He basically has a hip that doesn't work. Oh, he's fine. He's in. He's in the. This shape. is like the equivalent of in Moneyball when the scout says. Like, Hattie ha- can't throw physically or move. Uh, don't don't this disrespect like, Scott it, like this that, is like, man. I love, I love Hattie, for the record. But okay. Isaiah Thomas Pratt. is never going to be a guy that will buy in to playing oh, 14 Wait minutes. a minute. Yes, he Ever. will. Denver didn't Ever. let him... Denver didn't let him buy in. The Wizards just they said, shouldn't. forget it. I wouldn't ever want him in a locker room. Hey, Isaiah Thomas is a I would. Isaiah Thomas is awesome. Isaiah Thomas got no, to where he... Yes, he is. He's not. I, look, if, it, if it's a personal thing with Cleveland, okay. I don't take anything that happened there. Well, hard. That was a that was a telling situation. Hey, look, look, Isaiah. St- I think he's healthy enough. A guy. He had that surgery. He said he's, he's doing the healthy. best he ever has. Look, I, he's not getting oh, a fair God. shake. Give him three <laughs> wow. games. Wow, he feels the best he ever felt. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. I'm well, sure he's all. To, to be fair to Dan, I'm sure he's he going to say that, he's the worst he's ever felt. No, hey, let's give me, give me. Wait, last thing, Justin. I'm sorry. No, I will give it. Give me three games of Isaiah Thomas, 35 minutes average with a decent roster around him 35? right now. You're going to be minus 30 in those minutes. He'll be that, minus 30 and they'll still win lot. the game, so who cares? They'll still let the game win. I don't know about that. He'll okay. anyway, win. I was going to say, Dan, you bring, up the, you bring up the point of him saying he feels as good as he ever has. Ever since that hip injury, like in Cleveland, he said he felt great. And then he, he got did. to like Washington and he said he felt hundred percent, like he's finally got his legs back. You know what? I mean, Sam now he's saying will probably say the Cavs should sign Isaiah Thomas now. I mean, he he, I, I, hey, if, if he ain't he tweeting for the forty-eight minutes account, I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to say they should go after him this offseason. I'm not kidding. Speaking of Sam Amico, uh, apparently eighty-eight uh, percent. This is according to Sam Amico. Eighty-eight oh, percent on the dot. Of all oh Cavaliers players currently on the roster, so which nine? Which nine? No, no, it's not nine. You know, let's go down the roster. No, no, let's it's fourteen out of sixteen that want to be traded. That's what oh, it is. God. Fourteen go. out of sixteen. Oh, I'm right, sorry, so you're right. I was thinking former Cavs. I'm sorry, you're right. We're gonna we're gonna go down the roster here, and we're gonna pick two guys who we think are gonna gonna stay around who don't want to trade. Okay. Uh, Anderson Verjo, clearly one of them. He wants I out. I think the other He's one. Is, he wants um, out. I'm going to say Damian Dodson because I don't even think any other team wants him. <laughs> so, so you say Anderson the Shanghai Sharks Damian Dotson, the the only, Yes. I said Shanghai Sharks. Okay. Well, that might, they might. They might. Drummond. I don't know, but Dotson? Uh, no. No, Dotson's going to steal for debt. Fredette's going to be averaging 75 to 65, and he's going to get uh, mad, fire his uh, agent, and get Dotson yeah. like, sent to, you know, a, a new girl. Whatever league Winston played in, that's where he's going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Nice. But anyway, Jay Osmond. He should be playing with, like, Le- LiAngelo. No, nah, LiAngelo's got more game. Maybe, maybe Dame maybe Dame Dotson will play on, like, the next, that 
uh, net or the last chance you like basketball <laughs> like season two. This is like he's in his last chance you and he's already flunking out of school. Oh, but anyway, yeah, Jetty Osmond, Dean Wade, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro, uh, Colin Sexton, Roger Thomas, Isaiah Thomas or Isaiah Hartenstein, Jeremiah Martin, Fiondu Cabangale, Kevin Love, uh, Larry Nance Jr., Darius Garland, Matthew Delvadova, Tarian Prince, Dylan Windler, and Lamar Stevens. They all want trades. Yeah, no. Uh, that is that is official. Minute. That is sourced by oh Sam Amico, a uh, news you can trust. Dean Wade is a Cleveland now. No, Dean Wade and Lamar Stevens can stay. Everyone else, if they want to go, fine. I was cool. I'm cool on just mortgaging the future for Russell Westbrook. Sorry. That's cool with me now. At this point, having watched this season, we could trade sex land for Westbrook land. There's no land. Westbrook's his own land. He's his own amusement park. Is that like around here though? Like, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It's not like the Facebook. It's just Facebook. <laughs> not quite. I know. I like that. Yeah, his biggest contribution actually came in changing the name, as we heard in the voiceover between. No man, Westbrook land. I like it. Anyway, uh, we're gonna transition over to one of those cabs that actually maybe probably doesn't want to be here. Uh, Kevin Love who was not playing in this game. Uh, he hurt his knee in the Portland game, I believe, uh, was dealing with knee soreness against the Mavericks. Did you, did you see what Fedor tweeted? I'm sorry to interrupt. I did not see what he tweeted. What <laughs> did he say? Colton say it, Dan. Uh, Zach, did you see it? Yeah, I'll let you take it. I'm going to toss it to Zach. Do you have no, it? Like, no, seven? no, I don't have it. Oh, I'm okay, gonna have to pull I don't it have up. it physically I'll, in front. I will pull it up I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm going, I'm scrolling through. Right, whoever gets there first gets it then. Okay. Hey, Chris, what did you oh, tweet okay. Today? All right. Here we go. Okay. So Fedor ah. says, before the game, I also have a knee contusion because I was walking around downtown Dallas in the dark last night looking at Google Maps on my phone. Of course, I was lost. That's the norm with me. And then I walked into a cement pillar in one of the parks. So I'm kind of like Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> that is an A-plus tweet. That is fantastic. That was pretty um, good. But anyway, say. That, that, that's, really, that's really very good. Congrats to Chris yeah. Fedor. Let's get him back but, for this um, next. Let's get five people in here. Chris would love this. I guarantee it. He'd love unfortunately, this unfortunately, Cass can only hold four, so we're gonna have Whoa! to find a different recording platform. I'm out. I'm out. Then you guys, you know, I'm, I'm the I'm the fourth man. I got to dip. I like Polly from Sopranos. Oh, all right. All right. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm gotta, watch. You I gotta watch the Sopranos. Shout out Entourage. Met a Soprano and Turtle. I gotta watch Entourage again. I gotta I gotta watch the Sopranos now, Dan. I'm gonna do. Are we done watching Kevin Love play basketball this season? And is that for the best? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, sure, why? Why not? You know, let's let's just that knee. You know, is is worse than the Cavs expected. He's out indefinitely. Um, I feel like that could be the Cavs' way of disciplining Kevin Love. I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> I don't even know what to make of Kevin Love anymore. Honestly. I'd probably love to for us to uh, give Dean Wade more run because Dean Wade has been pretty fun this season. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm for Dean Wade, you know, replacing Kevin Love to end the season. And if this is, the, you know, the Portland game was the last game for Kevin Love, so be it, man. So be it. I think we've seen a lot of, of talk about how the Cavaliers, you know, probably it's time to look at ways to move on from Kevin Love. Uh, we've, we've talked about, you know, different buyout scenarios, which, again, have not yet been discussed officially. Um, we talked about different ways they could just wave and stretch uh, and take a $12 million cap hit for five years. They could just eat the money uh, and wave them and not stretch as a cap hit. You could try to trade them. Good luck there. 
Zach, what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, do, do you think that this is the end of Kevin Love on the Cavs? Do you think we'll see him again this season? No. Uh, do you think that they'll find a way to get rid of him in the offseason? Because it seems like it's going to be pretty difficult. They're going to have to, to eat yes, something they don't want to eat way. either way. Hey, if you we think can that get, they will find a way? If we have to eat a player that stinks or whatever, I mean, look, no one knew what Hartenstein could do in a regular role until he got here. No one well, knew no one's giving us what? Hartenstein for Kevin Love. I'm just I saying. I promise you that they would not Someone... trade a player of Harton. Like, no. like, uh, no, like you're not get like you're not getting anything in a trade. You you can get Hartenstein for Kevin Love in like two firsts. Oh, so I mean, as long as they keep this year's pick, then I'm fine. I mean, if you can get any kind of player, and look, people like Amico, like talk, talk your talk. Fine. I mean, it's just talk. It's not doesn't mean anything. Any single player that can come to Cleveland that's new will have a chance. You know, it obviously didn't work out for the guys like the Stauskases and the Marquise Chrises, etc. But they come and they get an opportunity they don't get on other teams. So they play with more freedom. They play less scared. I mean, look at Torian. I know he was up and down, but people thought in Brooklyn he was washed. He was done. He had nothing left. And look at the, the positive player he was. That's what happens when you go to a team. I mean, that, that's what happened to James Johnson at two trade deadlines in a row in Minnesota and now in New Orleans. It's what's happened to Daniel Gafford in D.C. You get a situation where you can really play where you weren't, and you're going to shine. They get any single player. I don't care who it is. You're, given, you're getting the chance that you could get a next really good player. We would have known we have in Dean Wade because he could dominate the, the G League for two years like he did. But we didn't know until he became the starter out of nowhere that he could really play like this. So, yeah, I think it should be the end of the line because I think Dean, knowing his role coming in, is going to brace himself to take more shots. It's a hard, it's a tough adjustment. I know he's a great shooter just like Kev, but he's still shy. I think that the, the shyness is going to disappear. I think he's going to get more chances. Yeah, we got to trade that Kevin guy, man. He, you got to trade him. It's done. It's, a, it's toxic. You know, it's just it's not good for anybody. I just want to say, especially with, you know, the cast preaching their culture thing, um, what Kevin Love is doing is obviously not great for a culture. I feel like if you're set, you know, on establishing a culture with the young guys, you just have to move on from him. I agree there. Uh, here's something that I think it was Kelly Eichel of The Athletic uh, Houston Reporter. Uh, I think and, and there were other moving pieces in it. We don't have to get into all of those. It's like Jetty Antarian and a couple other people included as well. We're not going to include those guys. We're just going to talk about this swap and this swap only of Kevin Love for John Wall. Uh, Two, quote-unquote, untradeable contracts. John Wall making $44.3 million and $47.3 million in the next two seasons. Um, I guess the thought here is for the... For the Rockets, they could basically uh, take on him and maybe Tarion and, like, oh. just get off a little bit of that money early. But either way, we don't even have to focus on that. If the Cavaliers could get John Wall for Kevin Love, and I'll start with you on this one, Dan, uh, would you even consider it? I mean, John Wall clearly the better player at this point, but is that a road you would even consider going down? Well, this is a pretty darn windy road um, with probably some construction needed on it anyhow. Uh, so why not? Sure. You better tell John Wall, though, that he's 
barely going to be playing. I mean, that, that's pretty. That's all I'm going to say. Well, he would be playing. He, I don't really do even think, care what that would what what would happen after that. But why not? Like John Wall has been five. Oh, he can play. Like, he I'm just good. saying. I'm not stunning Darius Garland's growth and oh no, and or Sexton no, 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 no. like like John Wall. Like you do it and just tell him like, dude, you, 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 you need to be self aware. That's it. I don't even Ooh, know. John Wall I don't even know if bench? he's a six man. Oh, I don't really. I, don't, off the bench? I wouldn't even care what the what the optics are from there. I don't really care what the relationship relationship is with him. I would just do it anyway. Like, who cares from there? Well, you're definitely you're taking on more money, and that's the reason to maybe be a little bit you know against it, especially if you're going to give a piece like Tarian. But um, Amadou, do you think that a guy like John Wall would would make sense on this team? I mean, it is a clear talent upgrade for a team that. You know, we know wants to make the playoffs. Um, do you think having a guy like John Wall would work? Uh, how would you make it work? How would you make it fit? Do you bring him off the bench, and do you think he would buy into that type of role? At, I mean, at this point in his career, it doesn't seem too far fetched to believe that he might. Yeah. Um. I just feel like if if there's a facilitating point guard for Darius Garland to to learn from out there, John Wall is you know one of the best. If he would welcome a bench role. I'm all for the trade, honestly. I'm I'm so tired of the Cavs not having that, you know, facilitating guard off the bench. That's where we're having to play guys like Delavadola and Roger <clears> Thomas. <throat> nothing wrong, nothing wrong oh. with uh, with the King of Clay. <laughs> King of Clay, I love that nickname. But if he if he's accepting of a bench role, I'm I'm definitely all for it. Definitely. Basketball reference, where you at? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, I mean, we've talked about that before. The nickname game is pretty slow. They're yeah. slow. They have names that no one's ever said, and the players have to put them in themselves. The big, the big <laughs> penguin. Apparently, that's yeah, the, the big penguin. You know, that kind of picked up when he came to L.A. Like when he signed with the Lakers, you you start hearing some people talk about you know Andre Drummond and Penguin. Hey, so you know why they, they call him that, right? Bit. You know why they really call him that, right? His his uncle is the one that founded Club Penguin, and he's a big guy, and he was a big big player on there. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. No, that's not true. I know. It was, just, it was, a, it was a plausible <laughs> one, though. Thank you. It's because it's of my tone. I, I didn't. I, there was no under, under, uh, undertone in there. But you know. Well, obviously, there are a lot of directions that the Cavaliers could go for a backup point guard this season, this coming season, rather. Give me uh, Patty John Wall would please. certainly be an interesting one. Patty Mills would be an interesting one. I don't think Tomas Adarensi is going to be available via free agency, but he's an interesting one. Um, there are other guys, and we'll have to see what the market looks like. But Zach, I'm gonna give you the I'm I'm gonna give you the stage here. Make your case as to why the Cavaliers should bring back Delvadova as their backup point guard next year. Okay, he played 13 games. All right, and that's not a lot. He had to start a couple of them. He didn't get to do a ton of them with Darius and Colin both healthy. Here's what Delvadova brings. And I'm serious about this. When I'm playing, when I'm playing basketball, I literally try and do this only because of him. And it's actually been working. The one thing he does that I swear less than 1% of NBA players do, when you're in a tough spot and a guy starts to guard you tight, what do you do? You turn yourself around while dribbling. You back into them and see what's around you. If you can whip the ball hard enough, fast enough, and accurately enough, you'll get your assist. You're not going to be kind of looking and you can't get stripped because you're looking at what's happening. He's backing into his guys so they can't do they can't take it away. He was a great passer. His per 36 probably 9 or 10 assists per for the season. 
I don't care about his shooting because he doesn't need to play that many minutes. Give me five or six minute stretches in each half, and that's fine. He'll get you four to six assists a night. He'll make sure other guys get looks. He'll figure out his floater. He didn't get to work out the entire season, so we can't even look at his shooting and say, oh, that matters. He had a nasty concussion, and who knows if he's even 100% from it. We don't. Then his appendectomy happened on top of that. Physically, he probably felt double his age this year because his head was all messed up. And then, you know, his insides obviously had to be reconfigured a little bit when he had something taken out. So he wasn't in, in his own right mind. I'm happy that he played 13 games. And I think that his ability to pass, his ability to facilitate, and the fact is that Garland loves him and Sexton, they all get along. He's a, he's a ball of energy. He, he's, he might not need to be the backup per se, number one backup. I know that's what I'm pitching here. Uh, if anything, if I have to pitch him as the third string, I can do that even easier. He just he's a, he's a leader. He's won a chip. He means a lot to the city. And I also think that, that fans love him. I also think you have to consider how the heck are we going to get fans. I know we have sex land, but how the heck are we going to put fans in seats when we keep losing and these two guards keep getting hurt? Delhi getting some, some 25 spot, spot minutes some nights might actually help in all seriousness. And I just think that his name resonates in Cleveland. I think that you don't want to get rid of that because you traded for him for a reason. You knew he was expensive. Now you got past the expensive contract and he's cheap again. I mean, I just think the name sells and I think that, that he belongs. They like him. They respect him. And I guarantee you, he has never said a negative word about Sexton. He's been there for all the dumb drama we've had to deal with in Garland. And I bet that he's probably been the one telling them, let it go, relax, don't worry about it. I bet he texts them. I can't confirm this. I just feel like he's that kind of guy. And you don't want to let a person as pure like that off the court who's got the, the, the setup ability on the court get away. Man, everything you said... It sounds like the perfect Dennis has him role, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lie to you. I, 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 his he won't be expensive. Like you said, he can definitely play those spot minutes. You know when he better he, not be expensive. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if if he has to be, he has to be. He should he be on a damn Geely deal at that point. Whoa, whoa, damn! Come around, try to swoop him around, man. We have to pay a little bit more, but honestly, yeah, uh, spot minutes for Delhi is more than fine by me. I he embraces the city. You you can't you know. Guys who embrace the city, especially a city that, you know, over the years have gotten a bad rep for how they've treated players. And it's, it's a city that not a lot of people, you know, want to go through. We've heard what, what Joakim Noah has said. So, you know, you don't want to let those players go. Well, you know what, Delhi, I'd vacation with you anytime, as weird as that just sounded. But no, um, Delhi, hey, you- like that that picture of Delhi with, with a Corona-like can in the Hawaiian shirt in Vegas will just – that just lives on, period. And you know what, I, Deli, Deli is going to be, you know, Deli's son, when he gets older, Deli's son and Giannis's son are going to be out there running two-on-two wherever they are. I, I bet they're probably still tight from his days with the Bucks. I know Liam, Liam is going to be some, so the next freak, you know, and then you got Deli's son going to be out here getting buckets. And you know that Papa Deli about, is teaching him all the tricks. I don't know about buckets. Buckets, yes, buckets. Giannis's son is going to be... He might be, be out there wearing bucket hats. I don't know about getting buckets, oh. but... But he okay. he will be a pick and roll maestro. I'll give you that. It's gonna be fun. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see these y- these young stars in the NBA to see their kids grow older and hoop because they're just gonna be so many. I'm I'm really 
I don't think people make the connection between Kenyon Jr. and Kenyon Sr. just because I, I I don't for whatever reason I just feel like no one makes the connection. Oh, he's, it's not talking. he's really fun to watch too. He's really he fun, to, fun watch. to watch, and he just he scared Brooke Lopez silly. It's like ah, like that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, no, it's I like Kenyon Jr. and I think it's cool that because we grew up with Kenyon. We didn't grow up with Gary Trent's dad or with, with anyone else in the league right now's dad, even if they played. There wasn't so much to it's really, a Gary Trent's dad. It's okay. Yeah. Well, he was part of the best Timberwolves team ever. But besides that, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that we – like I had a Kenyon jersey when I was six. I'm in New Jersey. You know, I remember wearing it all the time just to see his son. I think that as we get older and start seeing these players' kids grow and play, it's going to be really cool. But anyway, Justin, let's, let's bring Justin back. All right, Kmart for the record. record. What, what, what happened? <laughs> oh no, I was just saying like that's where I used to get uh, Starberries back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they had great slushies too. <laughs> they did have nice shoes, and they had the knockoff basketball shorts too. I remember. Oh I yeah, that. I do miss that. Are they did they close? Are they gone? I think it's. I think Kmart's been gone for like ten years. Well, uh, I might have to leave early. I don't know if it's maybe, been 10 maybe, years, but they've maybe, been gone you know, for... I think like a cool seven, I think. A cool... Well, what's cool about that? What's like an cool over-under seven? Like, no, you ever heard, like, know, the expression, but, like, a gentleman's seven? Oh, no, seven? I know. I just... I heard the word cool, and then I heard leaving. It's like... That's like... Uh, Blockbutt's been gone for a smooth ten years. And even the last store closed and got converted... It got converted during COVID. Anyway. Anyway. I don't, I don't know where, where we are right now. What, what room are we in right now? Where are we? What are we talking about? I'm not sure where we are, and I'm not sure what we're talking about. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to get back on Delhi here. Personal thoughts. Um, I just think that the roster spot could be used for something better. Uh, yes, you wouldn't cost anything. Um, but you look at the amount of roster spots this team is going to have next year, assuming they want to keep Dean Wade, uh, Lamar Stevens. You are left at that point with the Damien Dotson roster spot, assuming they wave him the Delhi roster spot and the Fiondu Cabangeli roster spot, depending on what happens with him. At least one of those, likely only one of those is going to go to a draft pick. And I think that the other one needs to go to a better backup point guard. And you see what you can do with the other one. And maybe that's bring back Delhi. You just got to see where you're at. Um, I can't answer that right now, but I feel like there will likely be better options with that last roster spot, maybe it's keeping Fiandro Cabangeli. We don't know yet. We'll have to see. But um, that's just, that's just kind of where I'm at with it right now. I'm fine, I'm um, fine with that. Let's see what happens. We've been kind of all over the place this episode, uh, really just because we don't have anything to talk about at this point in the season. <laughs> um, and that's not a bad thing. Like We knew that this team, we knew coming into this year that the Cavaliers were not going to make some huge splash. Uh, they didn't do anything crazy over the offseason. They stayed the course in the rebuild. And I think where we are right now is is a fair place to have expected where we would have been at the beginning of the season. Um, you, you you stay semi-competitive for a while. Uh, you know, you're still in the play-in mix. Um, yes, things did not... We didn't get here the way we thought we would uh, with losing streaks and uh, with the whole Andre Drummond debacle or whatever you want to call it. But I don't think the Cavaliers are in a terrible, terrible place as an organization right now in a way that a lot of people, I feel like, think. Um, I think we're seeing promising stuff. I think that there are a ton of guys hurt right now. Um, And that's not to say that, like, this is not, like, a very fun time to be a Cavs fan. 
like blatant tanking is not that fun to watch. It's not. Um, but I think you can understand at this point in the season when guys are hurt and you've already been eliminated from the playoffs, you see the you see the motive to, to try to improve your lottery odds. And I don't think what they're doing is necessarily wrong. Um, I guess that's just kind of my standpoint. And personally, I'm still a believer in this team long term. Uh, so I guess I kind of just want to go there. And uh, I'll start with you, Dan. Are, are you still kind of in... Compared to where you were at the beginning of the season with the future of this team, how do you view this team's multi-year outlook now? Well, just disregard what I said about Kmart. They've just been closing a lot of stores. But anyway, oh, um, okay. I'll say the next thing is the Cavs and Pistons and Darius Garland and uh, Killian Hayes is going to be a rivalry again within the next two seasons, and that'll be fun. Um, yeah, looking onward... I, people are probably going to think this is like a like hot take or something. If you don't give Colin his money, what's the alternative? Like, where, where are we going to go? He's 22 years old. He is an efficient young scorer. He's a three-level scorer. You can't – he's a guy that you can't leave behind. Like, you can't go under a screen on him. Screen on him. He's going to – he's going to splash it. Um, he's gotten better as a finisher year to year. He's I, people are going to bring up like the like advanced stats and the defense. The defense looking at it is far better than it was. Like off ball defense still to me is an issue with him that continues to be a problem. And but it's not something you can't ever fix. And if they get a solid draft pick this next year, which I think they quite frankly will, they're kind of in the, if they can figure out something with love, whether or not they can, though, they have pieces there that it's it's starting to come together. If they weren't just completely injury-riddled, we'd see it more. Um, and I, I think they can figure it out. They they just need, like, a third, like, reliable game-to-game shot creator and things. They will vault up, in my opinion. Um, and that's not like a Homer statement at all. I just like, if you look at these games, like they have these kind of often six minute stretches or so where the game gets away. And if you have a a bucket guy in that for those sort of, to prevent that sort of thing is basically playing those bucket guy minutes right now. Exactly. And that's not at all what you want, but they're starting to figure out something that Jetty is is kind of like a de facto backup point guard if need be. Um, th- there's They have guys with these traits that you just see it, and you see the vision looking onward, even though it doesn't show it at the end result thus far, or I mean right now. But I, I just think it's promising at that point. Is JB the guy to get him like, really going? I don't know, but I think we need to give him another year to really see. Um, because this next draft, I think they're going to get a difference difference maker. And if you don't keep Colin around, you're going to be making a huge, huge mistake. And yeah, I'm talking to you, Jason Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, because what's I, I the think, alternative? Is that's just my you, question? You every time. Ho- like, even if you're not like feeling great about giving Colin Max money. You have to hope, and, and we don't even know if Colin's going to require max money. We don't know. No, that we right don't. Now. We absolutely don't. But like the alternative is losing him, 
And that is the point where you significantly set back your rebuild. You may as well give him the money and hope that he continues to improve. Because, like, that is... That is your hope to, like, really, really, really taking, like, a massive leap. If you get rid of Colin, in my opinion, you're, you're basically just punting well, just sell on the this team. entire three years. Just sell the team. Literally. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's... It, it wouldn't be far-fetched, and I'm sure there would be a lot of people calling for it. Well, and the but, other, um, other anyway. thing I was just going to say, just one last point, is it's not just, like, the on-court stuff with Sexton. If you get rid of – if you just don't sign him and you just let him essentially walk, like, you're never going – like, your team is just broken internally. Like, it, they're not going to say it publicly. You are never getting – anybody to come here, A, and B, if a guy gets drafted, he's going to be like, wow, well, I'm never going to get signed to anything really noteworthy. And Darius Garland is going to just be like, down. he's going to be down in the dumps. And the team will be broken from the inside, I'm just saying. Like, this, this is literally it. Like, that's it. And we wouldn't be able to have sex line anymore, and that'd be a disappointment. So um, where, what would Sam oh, Amico say that? I'm just curious. Like where's he'd be, ju- um, just, he'll he'll be jumping back for to joy? KPJ? He'll just circle back to KPJ and just it, it, he will write about KPJ and that whole situation. And I mean, we're not even going to touch. These two- we're not even going to touch Lloyd because I, I don't know what like like. What, I, mean, what's, I have a question. What's the yeah, I have a question? It's important. This is important. Who pays these writers? Like who specifically? Who specifically pays these writers? I mean, Amico I has his own, his own site. Yeah, right? like, so he he gets his own. He's with We pay Amico. Like who we pays pay for Cleveland.com? Who pays for the athletic? Like who pays these oh, people don't specifically? Hate on Fedor. Fedor is no, really no, 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 no. Okay, I mean, Fedor okay. again adds I'm, and subtext, and he's very. Fedor's fine. Fedor's fine. And we we talked yeah. about earlier him uh, taking my spot. And That's the fine. athletic is subscription based. So all right, so that, uh, so that okay. I'm just saying, like whoever does, so if there's any Cleveland. Blood paying for these articles, well, they should just I, be I admittedly pay for the athletic, but no, I do too. But it's but just, I, it's literally just to be objective, like that's it. And I, I like actually only read it Russo, like twice I feel a month. Like is too. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if anyone, like, specifically, like, higher ups in Cleveland are, are doing anything in, involved involving paying them, then just get them all out, send them, send them to send them to just uh, mid- middle of nowhere, North Dakota, and let them cover Carson Wentz's future backups or something. I'm I'm gonna throw it over to you. Uh, Compared to the beginning of the season, how do you feel about this team's future outlook right now? And has this recent stretch of blatant tanking and injuries changed your opinion on our future at all? Um, no, it hasn't. I feel much, much better now than I did to start of season because the start of season, we all know the, the biggest question mark was about not only KPJ when he was here, but Darius Garland and what his future was going to be on the team. You know, his rookie season was, was very, not the best, obviously, but you know, a lot of things go into that. He was injured and for a, a point guard to come in, a rookie point guard at that and learning the ropes, you know, on the fly. He didn't have an off season, wasn't able to play in summer league because he was nursing that injury that limited him to only think what what was it five games it might have been less than that right at vanderbilt i think it was it was like four plus really four plus yeah. yeah but either way he's came and he's he's shown us that he's that franchise guy for us man we have him sex and i, I really do wish we had kpj but you know that that's the time has came and went so it's some move for that okoro has made you know his 
his improvements and such. We were able to acquire Jared Allen for essentially a late round pick from the Bucks that it's probably going to be late twenties either way. I mean, from the start of the season, yes, I'm, I'm, I think the future is right here in Cleveland and the bland tanking. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I, I was all for the Cavs looking to make the plan at one point, but it's like, that's the difference from you ending up with a guy like James Bowenight, who we know, Dan, is, is your type of guy, obviously, to ending up with a potentially Kate Cunningham or Jalen Green. You know, these franchise-altering guys, I, I think the decision, it just had to be made. Honestly, it just had to be made, and, you know, we've and been losing so much. to be so fair, much. dude, the injuries made it for them. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like, not like, you know, they're, they're just... We're we're not pulling an OKC Thunder. Or sorry, here, okay. The injuries and Kevin Love made it we're, for them. Right. There yeah. we go. Yeah, but we're not pulling an OKC Thunder here. We're not actively just sitting guys for no reason. Um, there 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 are some some reasoning behind these injuries, but I'm excited for the future, man. I feel like next year is our real real shot at making the playoffs. If the Cavs can you know make a couple more moves here and there, I I think the, the future for this team is very very bright. Zach, we'll close on you. Same question. Yeah, we only need to do one thing to, to be a playoff contender next year. Seriously. They have the pieces, and they'll figure out who to trade. Injury insurance. We don't have that. We haven't had that in a long time. If Garland or Sexton goes down, how the heck are they going to replace them? We need a sixth man. A sixth man that's a guard. We used to have one. We rightfully traded him because you know it wasn't working, and now he's in a good situation. I think we're both better off. Not being partnered, that man is Jordan, too many neck tats, Clarkson. And, you know, uh, if you get that sixth man and you get your injury insurance, I think that you take a little pressure off the backcourt. I could see them both at around between 31 and 35 minutes every single game, probably closer to 35. And, you know, you'll be fine. You know, you have your center depth, which you'll continue to build on in the offseason. You're going to have a high draft pick, hopefully higher than five this time. Please, please, please. And, you know, I don't do that that odds and tweet good morning and so on. So I do like the people that do, though, because it reminds me that it's a thing. And, you know, do that. Draft your guy. And I think that uh, Sexland Amusement Park will be open to sell $700 tickets uh, next April, which means playoffs, by the way. Dude, Jalen Green, a Jalen Green four Cavs j- jersey, like I'm not a jersey guy, that is going to – that's going to hit different. Yeah. Like, I just, like, everyone says, like, oh, how would Jalen Green fit with the Cavs? Like, eh, eh. here, my, the counter is, like, uh, Ralph, like, the whole, whatever, like, Cavs Twitter dude, uh, basically just, like, he just said, like, it was just, like, maybe, like, a few weeks ago, said, like, how are you going to consistently defend DG, Colin, and Jalen. And honestly, I, I really don't have an answer for it. Like, I, I don't... You can figure out the lineup construction around them. You throw Jarrett at the five, and you, you kind of throw, like, a switchable kind of four that can switch out some in Dean Wade. We still have and, Tarion, there you go. And or, or, or Dean Larry, Wade. like... The, or like, Larry. Green is... Like, the point is... To me, like, I don't – it could be if you draft, like, Scotty Barnes and then, like, you got to get a guy in free agency that's a bucket or you got draft a guy. Like, I, I'm I'm not anti-Kaminga, so to speak, but they have – like, their priority, people are not going to love it. it. It's just, like, it's got to be a bucket. Like, buckets. That's it. Someone who can put the ball in his hoop by himself. 
But, I, uh, but I think wait, we can I, all agree with Dar- Justin, I thought, like, scoring the ball didn't matter last time I checked. Like, like Collins scores. Like, what does that matter? Well, Collins also an absolute locker room cancer who doesn't work hard. Oh, you're um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, that too. Like, every single player, and that, that's probably why everyone wants to get traded, is because every single player just hates Colin Sexton. Nobody can stand him. I, I personally can't stand him. I hope we I hope we just don't even trade him. Pe- just wave him. People, wave him in the offseason with Kevin. People that say that stuff, like, Cavs fans that are, like, it's bitter tiring. towards it's Sexton. Tiring. Like, at this point, if I'm Colin, man, if there's a, if a hint of possibility... I'm getting out of Cleveland. Like I, you can, no one could blame him for if that's a possibility. Him doing that, like I, I don't know. Like wh- what else does the guy have to do? Does he does he have to score thirty? Like he he's going to have to get thirty and ten for people to for it to suffice. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like that is literally it. I'm just I'm just I'm growing. I'm just sick of it. Nah, that's I don't. Yeah, it's it's been absurd. I mean, he's had a terrific season. He's gotten better every year. How many guys that improve their scoring each of their first three years are tabbed to become bench guys? I've never seen this with anybody, and I seriously think that they're just they, they need something to hate because the Cavs are losing, but they don't. They seem pretty tight knit, so clearly they needed to stir something up. Sexton should be a starter. That's it. No, well, I don't understand why it's a debate. Like, if, if any other guy's averaging 25 a game, who the hell says bring him off the darn bench? Who? Who says Maybe. to just trade him? That doesn't that doesn't just make – that just makes no sense. He's an efficient 24-4 and four guy mm-hmm. in just his third season. I, I, I don't yeah. understand. No, I'm going to do no. I'm going to do no. Trade no. him right now. You're do right, it. man. Hey, last thing. For, trade, him to, trade him to L.A. for Andre Drummond. Whoa, Get him back. Whoa, obviously, whoa, 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 obviously whoa. Andre Drummond was the key to us winning, so just trade him there. And how many hey. games has Colin missed in his career thus far? Like, do people well, understand dreams. durability kind of matters, too? Like, if you actually are an athlete and durability is kind of like a big issue, <laughs> Kevin, that's kind of a problem, you would think. Like, maybe matters a little bit. And nobody everybody so. just glosses over that that has that critique. No, hey, Kevin only played like, like six games two years ago. Where's Trey? Well, tra- tra- like, you tra- know, maybe, you tra- know, maybe they should trade him. Actually, like maybe they should trade him because you know you can't you can't build like point guards and small guards. Like honestly, who okay, They just mean nothing. Well, Dan, after the rant you just had about Isaiah Thomas, I don't know if you're necessarily qualified to say that. Well, Isaiah Thomas's vision is there's <laughs> know, some tunnel. Well, hey, Isaiah Thomas yeah. doesn't wear glasses. He's got twenty twenty vision, bro. So. Anyway, I, I think. I want to end it on this, because apparently it was Joe Varden who kind of... Well, Joe Varden was kind of the one who kind of stirred this debate up again. Who do we think were the... Who who do you think is the player who spoke to Joe Varden saying that Colin Sexton doesn't pass the ball enough? I hope Colin tracks down their IP. I'd love to see that. Uh, I think it was Kevin. Was it Kevin? Was it Damian Dotson? Was it someone else? I don't understand why... Why would Damian Dodson say that? I don't know because he's a vet and he's grouchy. Well, who doesn't like, get the? Ball? I don't see any of the young. I don't see any of the young guys like actually like saying that to the media. Like I feel like it would probably be a vet. And looking at the vets on these teams, it's not Larry. How do you know? It's not Delhi. 
maybe it's Tarian, but Tarian like kind of has that play style too. I don't think he'd be, maybe he just wants more shots. I don't know. Like maybe it's Isaiah Hartenstein just cause he's new and he's not used to it. Maybe it's, could it be Jared Jared Allen? because he's, Maybe it's Jared Allen. He does, Maybe miss, it's him the, I he does miss him in the paint a couple times a game. I'm just saying. I'm not hating, but he does miss him in the paint a couple times a game. He misses a couple open guys just because he likes – I'm just – that's an idea. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. If I'm Colin and I see the, the, the clanking going on around me, I got to tell you, I'd be a little hesitant to pass myself. Like, it's like pickup ball. I, I really can't – I cannot point. blame him. I don't think yeah. people understand – like, we got no oh my god, yet. Colin Sexton had seven assists a game, but we lost by 20. Have you seen the misses on passes from those? <laughs> like, do people not understand? You don't get an assist if the shot misses by five feet. <laughs> like, that's not going to help his stats. Jetty. I wouldn't be passing to Jetty either. Who the hell would? I mean, come on. Hey. Dan, you know what? That's what makes Westbrook averaging 11 assists a game looking at who we have. Other than Bertans and Beal is no catch-and-shoot guys. That's what makes that impressive, just on that note. That's what makes these guys that put up these – that's why it's impressive. Well, I wouldn't and, be and passing the ball to Russell Westbrook as a shooter either. No, no, the he, he's the one that's passing, I'm saying. Like, that's well, what makes he is dribbling every, on every dribble, too. Every I mean, he, single well, dribble. Well, every time someone dribbles the ball, they do dribble the balls. That's what you're saying. Well, he's <laughs> that's a good point. He is <laughs> – he is dribbling the ball for 22 out of 24 seconds. Yeah, it, 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 80% they, they, of the time. 16 and 4 so in the last 20 games. So he should get some damn assists. Yeah, but we haven't gone 16 and 4 in a, in a 20 game stretch. Oh, since, no, I'm since not the 1997 98, really. How many 16 and 4 stretches has Russell Westbrook had in his career, though? Probably. That's pretty he's probably had. He probably had one in Houston last year. Oh, come but on. He had, he's been on good teams. He's had he's, 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 team. he's been on good teams, yes. And he, well, for some reason, decided. He should be shooting more than Kevin Durant. I don't. Hey, I don't know. The, hey, wait, the hey, best wait, wait, scorer wait, wait, in the history of the league. But okay. we're not talking. We don't talk. We don't talk about slitherers around here. Even though he's cool now, he was still a slitherer. <laughs> hey man, the Slim Reaper is the best. That, how anyone would be shooting more than him makes zero, yeah. zero sense. Kyrie's doing that now. Well, Kyrie is a hell of a shooter. Russell can't shoot. So Russell can get to the rim. Okay. That's not an he, uh, just, Russell just Westbrook is like the biggest empty stats, one of the biggest no, in, the history, oh my in the history of the league. I'm sorry. All right. Dan Jelinski had all my respect, Justin. As we well, sign off, true. I think he just lost a couple points. But wait, but here's a question. Here's a question. How many? Here's a trivia question. How many numbers has Delvadova worn in Cleveland in his career? Uh, let me think. Three? Oh. Yeah, yes. I was just Dan, can you name Justin's. the three numbers? You can redeem yourself. Uh, let me think. Um, eight, nine, and 18, right? You're tied again, man. Well, there you go. Everyone's friends again. Uh, we've been going for about an hour and 15 minutes, and I don't even know what we've talked about in this time. Um, I don't know what the show notes of this are going to be. We just kind of talked. Uh, but it was fun. And I appreciate all three of you guys for hopping on. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Amadou. Uh, Amadou especially. Yeah, uh, sorry, get Amadou. Get some rest I, tonight, I Amadou. I, I really do. Sleep on the mess. We're good. Um, I do appreciate all of you. Uh, I appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, please do subscribe. Never miss a future episode. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review if you're on Apple. And, uh, with that, does anyone, does anyone have any, I I will only allow one and it can only come from one of you. Any final hot take to get out before we leave? 
Zach, I feel like you got something. <laughs> well, for some reason, I'm thinking five guys. Let's just say when the Cavs get their perfect five-man lineup, we're going to sponsor the five. We're going to have five guys to sponsor the lineup. Like five balling guys, burgers and fries, and we score 140 points. Bang. So who's – What's? I just have the question is what? what is that – Sex Land and Jalen Green trio going to be called. Sex Green. Uh, we're gonna have to. Sex, we're gonna have to come back. Green Greenland. Greenland had. Greenland goes rated mature. Nice, right? nice. Just green. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, have. I, 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 you I, don't I, want to edit this part out, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was on the right track. No, it was. We'll we'll continue to brainstorm into the next episode. How about that? Uh, and the other reason why we'll, the green thing is going to be controversial is because Kevin Porter wore number four. Yeah, but he scoot, scoot. He went up and scooted oh, right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They scooted him from his locker and he scooted out of our hearts into Houston's hearts. Scoot. Peace. Oh. All right. I think we'll end it there. Thanks, everyone, again, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Cavalier Central. Be on the lookout for another episode coming soon.